Welcome to the Forget Me Nots podcast, where together we're going to take a historical musical journey starting in the 90s and going way, way back. I'm your co-host Ali, and I'm joined by the very beautiful and talented co-host to my left and right, the incomparable Miss B, and my sister from another mother, Dawn Marie. Welcome to Forget Me Nots, episode uno one. <laughs> we starting from the bottom, we here, and we trying to make this into something that's fun for not only us, but for our listeners. So, uh, I want everybody to go around the ring, introduce yourselves, and let us know, or let the people know, what brought this idea together. Dawn, Miss B, you're welcome to go first, whoever. Okay, I'll go first. Don Marie. And uh, I've always loved music. I gravitate to anybody who can sing, write, has the same musical taste that I do. And uh, was fortunate that a new lady moved right next door, mm. who is an entertainer, a beautiful singer, and has an amazing knowledge of music and it's that knowledge and that vibe that connected us and we'd go over her house and play records she'd sing to me um on cue if i go over there sing me a song she'd pull out the microphone and sing and um so i said we should we should do a podcast we should do something with music because we both love music so much we have very similar tastes so I talked to Miss B, and she was down. Go ahead, Hi, Miss B. I'm Miss B. <laughs> Her next door neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I grew up in a home with uh, singing groups. My aunts had singing groups. Um, my cousins had gospel groups. You know, so every Sunday was music day for the family. And that's all I know. You know, every Sunday we did music. So I grew up just wanting to sing. And here I am, singing, acting, modeling, whatever. As long as I'm in the public eye, I'm happy. So here I am with Don and Ali doing this podcast to get this music, try to teach people some of the stuff that we know. Now, I got a question for you, you beautiful ladies. Now, the idea, how did it come together? Because I'm, I'm the outsider. And again, I, I want to thank you both for letting me be a part of this because you didn't have to let me be a part of it. Um, and, and a little history about me. Me and Dawn go back to Boston. So we've known each other over 30 years now. So 84. Yeah. So we go way back, like way, way back. Uh, but I'm interested to know how you guys came, how, what the conversation was between you two. MSB, where are you from? Baltimore. You're from Baltimore? I thought so. I didn't want to assume. Um, so be more Baltimore. City, baby. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, woo. <laughs> Since y'all wanted to throw y'all little Boston thing in there. No, we got, hey, know, we, we got we the EV up in here. Right, but I, for me, I, I've lived here longer than I've lived in Boston now, technically. Okay. So I'm, shoot, I love my, county, I love Baltimore, right? I'm County, but I yeah. love the city too. Yeah. I, whoever got my money, that's where I'm at. So I'm good. <laughs> um, but what was the idea behind 
forget me nots. How did you all get to forget me nots? We just we would just have conversation. I've always wanted to do this. I make playlists. I would bring songs over. I would, <laughs> and this is the bossiness of me. Yeah, she became my manager. Yeah, I became her sing de facto song. Sing manager. This song. Sing this song. I want you to sing. I that want you song. to do that song. Yeah. So I would like, you know, because I had such a knowledge of music, I was like, Miss V, your voice would be perfect for this song. <laughs> and she would try it, and of course, her voice is flawless. She could do Denise Williams. Not true. Yes, she can. Denise Williams to ba 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 ba. At Phyllis Hyman, she could go. She has such a range. So I would throw stuff, and then we we talk about. We'd actually talk about music, and then we'd go phone to phone and play songs and get up and dance mm-hmm. and talk about why we love the song. And then I just said, we should just do something. Mm-hmm. We should do something, right. um, because I think a lot of people forget. Uh, uh, I.e., forget me nots. A lot of the great music that was out there, um, and I think it's important for us, like you said, you don't want to. You know, you had mentioned before, you don't want to forget that music. Nope. And I want the younger generation to understand that music, that period of time. There was a lot going on back in the '60s, '70s, and even in the '80s, that a lot of the music reflected that time period. So that's, that's how what it came out. Right. Okay. All right. So this is a long form podcast. So we got we got songs to get through. We got music to play, stuff to talk about. Um. So our first foray in, in episode one is going to be we're, we're going to deal with something called uh, "Don't Make Me Over." Um. And Go ahead, Bridget, sing it. So don't make me over. Don't make she always try to put me on the spot. Where yeah. where we're gonna look at the original song and a decent makeover and decide who did it better. Or you said decent? Decent. In some cases, phenomenal. Or better. Mm-hmm. Or better. I think on mine, I I, I was listening today, I'm thinking she, she these two stalwarts went went at it, but it was it's all love. But we'll get to me in a second. Mm. My my choice, but uh, Dawn, you're you're up first. Yay, Miss um, B, you up second, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna bring up the rear with my two. So, Dawn, mm-hmm. um, let's let's play something, and uh, then we'll talk. We'll play we'll play two of them, and then we'll talk about it. Turning your love away Even though I know that you belong to another man Oh, baby You know when you look in my eyes I'm gonna say these words Girl, you're welcome Stop on by You know I'll be here, baby To dry your eyes, to dry your eyes But I'm getting tired Of being that second guy Don't you be no fool, baby You're about to lose your Oh, stand by 
listen. Is it the material things that is given? Can I truly say that you have been living? Stop on, oh, 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 
It, ladies, stop on by Bobby Womack, Shaka Khan, Rufus Shaka Khan. Look, one's one was recorded in 1974. Rufus and Shaka Khan backed it up in 1975. By the way, the funny thing about when you do the research on our list, mm-hmm. a lot of everything we picked was in that 74, exactly. 75 exactly. window. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh. Go ahead, Dawn. You was uh, up first, so 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 okay. give us your feedback. Okay, so Bobby Womack just does something to me. <laughs> His voice, that growl, that makes me think of New York or Boston, with my afro, my my afro pick sticking out of my head. You got an afro? I did. I wanted to see that. You got pictures? Yes, I do. Um. I remember that. that. That it brings you back to a time period, and I love his voice. He's got a, a very masculine but very sexy, sensuous voice. However, and this is big. However, everything's good with Chakran and Rufus and Chakran. That remix remix was to me the melodies, the 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 voice, the the way the voices came together. That it was like. All I could do is just close my eyes and shake my head, cause I love Chaka Khan. And back Chaka Khan, 1970, Chaka Khan, she was on fire. So, although for me, love both, Chaka Khan, that little sprinkle of Chaka Khan, gives that song the edge for me. For right. me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's your opinion. That's right? my opinion. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm a Bobby fan. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to meet Bobby Woman. Mm. Perfectionist. And I'm not saying it because, you know, I got to meet him or whatever, mm-hmm. but I still think Bobby gives that song a little bit more flavor mm-hmm. and make you f- like get the goosebumps and the hair stand up mm-hmm. from a live performance. Shock, I screamed too much for me. I'm I'm sorry. I just, you know, I love her, Mm -hmm. love some of her stuff, Mm -hmm. but she screamed too much. Person in person, Mm -hmm. she wouldn't have touched me 
singing that song like Bobby. So I'm going with Bobby. Bobby? Song. Who you got? Bobby oh, or Shock? No, she got Shock. I got Shock. Like I said. I'm going with Bobby on that one. This, this is a tough one because I tough. love Bobby yeah. Womack. I feel like the, the record he put out mm-hmm. before he passed mm-hmm. was one of the best albums of that year. What was that, 2018 or 2017 or something like that? I'm not sure. But that album, to me, like I feel like he ne- – he, when we talk about when we talk about R&B artists, we, Bobby Womack, very we underrated. talk about him, but we don't really talk about right. him. He's a bad Very boy. Underrated. Yes. He's a bad, yes. bad boy. And he's a musician. Yes. Like a lot of people don't realize how talented he 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 is as a musician, let alone vocalist. Mm-hmm. But Shaka Khan Shaka Khan, um <laughs> the 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 way that they strip down the music mm-hmm. to bring the the vocal performance up. Mm-hmm. It was like another dimension. Do I do I got to pick a winner? Do, or can I say a draw? You can say a draw. I can if say that's a draw. How you feel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a draw for for me. I love both. Mm-hmm. And I love Bobby's version cuz it's gritty yes. and it's and it's, it's raspy right. and it's imperfect. Mm-hmm. Shaka and Rufus, I feel like they they did a great job of playing paying tribute to the song mm-hmm. and made it their own, their own, mm-hmm. by, by studio tricks. Mm-hmm. Bobby was no studio okay. tricks in the day, not okay. not in a negative way, okay. but more of a in a <clears throat> in a way where their um, music, the music was taken away so the, that her vocal was out front, right? Whereas Bobby was just part of the whole song. So in my mind, Bobby's is the sit down. With your man, a nice glass or whatever you're drinking, and sitting there and just nodding your head, chilling and listening to the song. Now, Chaka Khan's and Rufus and Chaka Khan is the one that I'm gonna put my drink down, I'm gonna get up, and I'm gonna start snapping my fingers and dancing around. That's how I look at it. It's the same song, but two different vibes. No vibe is better than the other, but I am. And you will find this out, folks. I am a Chaka Khan fanatic. So that means we're going to have to hear a lot of screaming on this show. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't scream on every song. And excuse <laughs> us if we cuss a little bit because my mouth is a little Mine trashy too. sometimes. I might get a I'm going to try not to cuss. I'm going to try not, not to, but sometimes it's going to. I'm going to try. It's hard. Slide. Good. It's Good. hard. I want right. illegals. Miss <laughs> B's up next. We're going to uh, hear her choice. Yes. Uh, surprise, surprise. Thank you know There are times when I 
just a mirror of what I see.
Miss B, you done shocked Dawn a little bit with that choice. Sure did. Yeah, so the Osley Brothers, they actually recorded that song in 1975. And it was written by all the brothers, right. dedicated to their mom. Mm. Um, 
Chris Jasper, he was on the, on on there with the writing too. Aaliyah came back in 1993 and recorded it, but released it in August of '94. Right. Mm-hmm. My best um, is definitely the Osleys. Right. I love Aaliyah, but. You know, back then, you know, he was kind of losing your virginity and all kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) To those kind of records, you know. (laughs) We had to have music when we had sex. Sure did. They don't do that nowadays. They watch TV. But anyway, (laughs) um, the Ozzy Brothers definitely take it over Aaliyah for me. I like her version, but it don't, I don't feel it like I feel the Ozzy's. So, as I was saying, 1994, when I first heard Aaliyah's version, New Dad, this fatherhood thing I was trying to figure out, the Ali in 1994 ain't the, the Ali of 2022. And I was intense back then. I, was, I, I felt disrespected because the Isley brothers raised us. Um, and, and what you said, Miss B, about the lovemaking, that, that's what they was known for back yes. then. So our parents, you heard that Osley on, you you yeah. the light, the light, you know, something was right. going on. You, right. It was time for you to be in your bed with the door closed, whatever. Um, but that being said, Aaliyah's version grew on me as she grew as an artist. Mm-hmm. But make no mistake, the Osley brothers on that one for me. Mm-hmm. No draw, no nothing. Osley Brothers straight up. Yeah. What you got, D? Uh, Osley Brothers, Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Aaliyah, beautiful voice. I like the intro. Right. I think the intro was really nice. But then, because it seemed like she made it her own. But then when you get to the rest, it's just like, I keep hearing the Osley Brothers version in my head. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, she's, it's a great song. It, when it first came out, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't. Just wasn't a fan of that right. song. I liked Leah, but I wasn't a fan of that song. Right. Um, in my mind, when you remake a song, you really got to remake. And to me, it wasn't, it wasn't, didn't seem authentic. Sorry, Leah fans. Right. I love Leah. Yeah. Um, but Osley Brothers, that, that song. Right. And it's really not a real sensual song. It's a very innocent song. That's why she could easily remake it. But they have a way of making every song that they record sexual, make your nipples hard type song. Sorry, but it does. It, 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 yeah. it does. Anything. They could sing the alphabet and I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, but right. Aaliyah, a, a, a nice version. But for an old head like me, um, I'd have to give it to the Isleys. But it's funny because I, I talked to um, the generation under us right. that was a, around when Aaliyah didn't even realize the Isley brothers did that song. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. I had to kind of like play it like R. Okay, R. Kelly. They thought she wrote that song. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say it for, I'm about, is that a four letter word? I'm about to cuss, but it's the person. R. Kelly, R. Kelly's rise was based off the backs of the Isley brothers to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Don't say nothing bad about R. Kelly. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm <laughs> keep, keep it clean. I'm gonna keep it clean. I'm gonna keep it clean. I, I love his music. I ain't gonna front. Yes. Yeah. I love I, his music, but I don't uh, have any of his music on any of my playlists anymore. Oh, I just don't. On. I know. 
what I have on there for, for R. Kelly? First album. Vibe. <laughs> That's what I got. Hey, that Anything man. after that? Well, you gonna get something on here. Once he became man, a sexual... That man, that uh, man had some... That man had some... Agreed. That man had some... some <laughs> Some joints. Agreed. Some joint joints. Very talented. They had a run there. Um, but Very talented. We gonna, we, I digress. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Osley Brothers on that one. Yes. yes. Hands down. All right. So it's my turn. Your turn. Uh,
right, so Layla, well, Anita versus Layla. Mm -hmm. It's a tough one for me, but um, I saw them both do it live. I've seen Anita live twice, and I'm, I want to go see Layla again because I saw her when, with Anthony Hamilton, uh, Eric Benet, and, of course, um, I ain't going to tell on her like that, but we got there late. Um, and so uh, <laughs> I missed some of the performance, but I didn't miss this. Okay. And um, it's different live. I um, I love Anita Baker. We saw her at um, MGM. MGM, her last go round. The same, the same. I told you. Did I tell you the story about when my parents sent, gave us the tickets when she was in Boston? Mm -hmm. This was when at her apex. Mm -hmm. My parents had tickets, and um, oh, you did tell me. Yeah. And and my, me and my, they, you know, last minute. As my father was and my mother was 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 good for it. it was last minute. They was like, we ain't going. Y'all want the tickets? We like, you don't want to go see Anita. Mm -hmm. This is 1984, 85. Anita Baker burning up, yeah. burning up the airwaves. You couldn't turn on the radio. I don't care what the station was, where you was in this world. Anita was being played. Mm -hmm. And they was like, nah, you either want these tickets. or nah, I'm not going to ask you again. You know, my father, was. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to ask y'all again. Man, me and Dwayne put on our. Our our, our finest. Guess. We the young look. We the youngest dudes, and they had great seats. We was at the uh, I forget the name of it, but it's a it's a, a performance hall in downtown Boston. Symphony Hall. Symphony Hall. Yes, Symphony Hall. Mm -hmm. And we were sitting there. Me and my brother were sitting there, like with our hand on our elbow, just amazed at Anita. Um, for me, I think the live version of Layla doing it. Is great, but we talked about this a little bit off the air. We discovered Anita Baker not on her true first album, but really was her second. And then we went back mm -hmm. and discovered that album and found Angel. So Angel became this this standard, mm -hmm. right? Um, so for me, I want to say draw, but I'm gonna give it to Anita. Ooh. Okay, Layla, you listen. <laughs> Ali gave it to Anita. Who's next? <clears throat> uh, Do you want me to go? I can go. Okay. Um, I'm going with Lalo on that one. Ooh, I love, I love Anita. I love Anita, but I think I feel Layla's version a little bit more because me and her kind of got the same style and some right. the same stuff. You know, mm -hmm. so I can kind of, I can do Anita, mm -hmm. but I feel Layla more. Right. So I, I kind of. So I'm go I, I gotta go with Layla. Yeah. I love Anita. Anita, if you're listening, I love you, girl. I love them both. But yeah. I love both of them. I'm so. going to see. I'm well. Anita retired. Right. So there's no more Anita. So Layla come back. I'm going to see her. I will go see Anita. Um, Layla. Um, for me, I uh, love the Anita version. Initially, wasn't a big fan of it. Just wasn't. Really? She wasn't my judge. However. What I did like. So you saying you didn't like Anita in the very beginning when she popped off? Mm. Not, not really. That's crazy. Not what? Really. But what I did, what I did, you know, everybody. Who was, was you listening to in eighty four, eighty five, eighty six? Everybody was saying she sounded like Sarah Vaughn. So what that did for me is I didn't get that. Yeah, me neither. Everybody was saying that she, mm. that she, they reminded, she reminded them of Sarah Vaughn. So I started listening to Sarah Vaughn. 
at that time, Anita had a really different voice. There was nothing on the radio like her. She was like a standalone. Where songs like Angel, that didn't move me, not not like uh, uh, I Just Want to Be a Girl when she was with Chapter 8. That, Anita, killed it for me. So you trying to tell me you wasn't rocking Rapture? No, I didn't. I didn't feel that song. I, I'm sorry. I you didn't, didn't. You didn't rock the album Rapture. I I listened to the album. I liked it, but if at the time we had playlist, just say on my cassette play on my cassette, I wouldn't have had her. I would have had. Uh, I just want to be a girl of Anita. I wouldn't have had Rapture. I was never a Rapture fan. The whole album. Yeah, there was certain. certain you the first were person. Okay. You the first person. He was the first person I ever heard say that. Okay. Well, you just met her. My name is Dawn Marie. Nice that's what I'm, but that's what I'm saying. So, we was together a lot back then. We sure were. And, and we was listening to Anita. You were listening. I was probably listening to you listen to it. <laughs> However, um, I'm with I'm with Miss B. Layla brings so much soul. And I just... And I'm a big Donnie fan. Right. So Definitely. that alone... Mm-hmm. Layla got it. Layla got it. It's more, and I can so see Layla two or Nita one. Right. Because okay. I, I understand what Miss B is saying because that, that she likes that she sings soulful things. Mm-hmm. Like, she, I mean, who's more soulful than um, what's her name? Oh my God, why? why who's that? Um, meet me all alone. I Phyllis. Phyllis. Who's more? Who? When you listen to Phyllis, you feel that you feel the the angst you feel the the sorrow you feel everything and that is what I've I feel that when I hear anything Layla sings mm-hmm. anything Layla sings yes Anita with Anita's version super light it's I'm in love and, and Layla's is like oh God, bitch I'm in love you know it's a different <laughs> well, I vibe. Think, if it's different vibe I think having seen her do it live I think it's an old two Anita, so okay. she gonna, you know what I mean? Like I think she put her soul yeah, in it to show, what yeah. Respect is doing. Right. However, if I had to pick a version that I have to listen to for the next hour, say, on my on my uh, on your playlist, on my playlist, it would I would go to Layla. Okay. All right. So. All right. So <clears throat> we're gonna segue out to I'll write the song. Written songs from a lyrical aspect. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one here, I think, um, is going to be interesting because we, we, uh, we, we, we're out here with all these great artists. Um, and so far, we've kind of stayed. We, we did a little bit of 80s. Just a tad. A little bit. We had <clears throat> we had some nineties, mm-hmm. but by and large, we've been in the seventies. That's because mm-hmm. that's where that's, that's where we've the been in the seventies. So, Miss B, yes, you are up first, and I believe, and you hit me to something. So I, that's much love and respect to you because whilst I've I'm very familiar with Etta James, I never really spent any time. In her catalog, so you're gonna make me go back and do some studying because mm-hmm. 
the assignment for this song was the words, the lyrics behind mm-hmm. the song. Yes. And I started, I played that joint. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my jeez. And I and think she did that when she recorded that in like seventy six. Oh, that was seventy seven, seventy eight, seventy eight. Kiki D wrote, wrote it in seventy three. Kiki D, Kiki D, don't go breaking my heart. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh yeah. She wrote it, wrote it in seventy three. And what's her name covered it? Captain it and Neil. Um, no. Elton John. Yeah, Captain Kiki, Elton John did it. Kiki, Elton John. Quite a few people. And yeah, but um, what's uh, God? Why am I having? Captain Nina Simone did it too. Mm-hmm. Nina Simone did that song too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna get to Nina in a minute. Oh girl, oh, yes. Well, I it, 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 like you said, I like going down the rabbit hole. I went down the rabbit hole on my song. So okay. when we get to me, I'm gonna talk about it a little bit because my particular song has mad versions mm-hmm. and all of them. And we talked a little bit about Olita. I think you need to go back and listen to that album, though. I will. Then you need to go back. But I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Miss B do her thing. We gonna we're going to um, talk about Sugar on the Floor. Yes. So we're gonna read the lyric first, or we're gonna play the song yeah, first. Yeah, I like. I've, so the purpose of this is to read the lyrics because I think sometimes when we listen to music, we don't really Wait, get. I don't. We don't really get the meaning of the word. So mm-hmm. go ahead, Miss B. Okay. Am I reading the whole song? Just read a some few of it? verses, yeah. Okay. You are a stranger to me. Mm. Still, you give me life. I tossed it to one side. Still, you're sweeter to me. When will I be sure? It's warm where you are, but my lips just don't burn. I feel so insecure. When you try to be kind, could I, could I ask for more? I feel like sugar on the floor. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. That's deep. So what is that? And I, they get out of this because I tried to do some research on this and find out exactly what this song means. I couldn't find anything. But to me, it makes me feel like I'm in love with somebody and they don't feel the same way about me. Mm-hmm. And I do everything in my power to make this person love me. Mm-hmm. And they still, as a kid, I used to spill sugar on the floor all the time. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother used to fuss, like, sweep that sugar up, sweep it up. I we know, would right? never sweep it up. I would just push it underneath the table. Mm-hmm. I would never. And then my grandfather would come and walk on and they would crunch under his feet mm-hmm. and he's a sugar on his floor so I feel like that's how he's treating me like I'm sugar on the floor like no matter what I do to this man to yeah. show him how much I love him and what I'll do for him he just walks over top of me like I'm sugar on the oh, floor see and I looked at it yeah. as y'all wanna play it? y'all wanna play it? Let's let play Ed it. do a thing? Let's, Hold on. Not, let's play it let's play it let's play it to me then you give me your life 
BT, you had some interesting stuff to say about uh, Miss Etta James okay. and this wonderful song, Sugar on the Floor. I feel like Sugar on the Floor. The debate is, is she the one that's losing interest and ready to move on? Or was she the one yeah. being abusing now? See, you keep on using abuse. I'm using abuse. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you know, listening to the lyrics is like it, it, it. To me, it seems like two people that are growing apart, yeah. right? And he's trying, but she just doesn't feel the same. Right? It's you know that whole you know, your lips. Uh, it's warm where you are, but my lips don't burn. Meaning, like I'm not. You're giving me. I ain't feeling you yeah, no more. You're giving me love, but I I'm not I'm not in that same space with you. Mm. And then she's saying, I feel like, like crap. I feel like sugar on the floor to me. Like, I'm sugar, love, i.e. love. Right. And it's on the dirty floor because it's, it does, it doesn't, it's not as sweet. It's not as, it's dirty. Mm. You know? That's where, that's where I got it. Because initially I thought, you know, she was, um, she loved somebody and they and were they loving, loving her, her back. back. But as you listen to the lyrics, it's like, no, he's trying to give it to her, but she's like, I don't feel it. She's trying, but she just doesn't. To me, she's not feeling it. And I could be wrong. Probably that's why it was so hard for me to find out the meaning <laughs> of it. Because it could, I guess, go both ways, you know, like. Right. Yeah, I kind of. When you when you sent me that song, I had never heard it before. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, this is this is deep right here. Like, yeah. I don't know how to take this, but I was taking it like originally I was taking it as she felt like she was not not. Um, You're gonna use the a word? No, 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 not <laughs> abused, but she felt like she was being taken for granted, like right. sugar on the floor, like, right. like I'm sugar on the floor, like you spilled me, you right. spilled, you mm-hmm. spilled. You spill all this love I have for you, whatever. Ooh, um, nice so I, I, um, I love Etta, but I definitely want to go down a rabbit hole with her because, like I said, we get caught up in so much stuff with our attentions. You don't get a chance to go back and just listen to these great songs that people write. People don't write songs like they you. Sure they, they, well, they do write them, but you don't get to hear them like we mm-hmm. used to hear yeah. them, right? And again, this is the seventies. This is the seventies where this stuff is coming out. Yeah, you know, and we're just starting. Like this is episode one. I know. Mm-hmm. So I'm That's excited. I'm excited to like learn some stuff I didn't learn. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, okay. Next song. Yeah. Who's up next? Is uh. Who's up next? Hold on, let me look. At, let me look at I don't my playlist. Know, you went out of order before, so I did. Yeah, FYI. I went out of order. Yeah, engineer. Well, how did I go out of order? <laughs> I thought you were next. All right, I'm next. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What you gotta go first every time, buddy? No, how are we going first? Miss B went first. I know. I'm teasing you. Okay. I'm teasing you. Hold on. Uh, you are. Who's next? Who's next? We're still on the uh, I'm up next. Okay. I'll bring. I'm up next. Okay. It's I'm up next. Okay. So, this particular song is funny. When when I was going through this, I had a hard time finding song. I, I had a couple of ideas, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna save that song for another time. I had 
I had Prince in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I had some other players. But this particular song was re- was created by a gentleman by the name of Bernard Eigner. Mm-hmm. And it was recorded with Quincy Jones on his Body Heat album from 1974. Mm. The seminal classic, Everything Must Change. Oh. Right? Everything must change. Nothing stays the same. Mm. Everyone must change. No one stays the same. The young become the old. And mysteries do unfold. Because that's the way of time. Nothing and no one goes unchanged. There are not many things in life you can be sure of, except rain comes from the clouds, and sun lights up the sky, and hummingbirds do fly. Now, I don't know what got him to write that song, he was built he was able to create that magic once but that song when you go back and you listen to all the people that recorded it mm-hmm. Nina Simone mm-hmm. her version is crazy mm-hmm. I don't know have y'all heard it I have mm-hmm. Olita Adams I have forgot the album me and you were debating on we was like I don't yeah, I don't I, I don't really feel Olita that Olita Adams version is one of the best vocal performances and I have forgotten she did it. But this this task has done it. Yes. But the original original mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed to say I've been looking for, I was looking for the original and it was right under my nose. And and you know how like you hear stuff mm-hmm. but you're not actually by a turntable. You're not at the they don't say it on the radio anymore. Mm-hmm. So you're like uh, who that? Who who did this song? Mm-hmm. Not knowing it was Q. Mm-hmm. And then I just sat down. I was like, Quincy Jones. I've been looking for this song for years. Mm-hmm. And Quincy Jones. Well, there's a couple of songs on the album. Mm-hmm. Well, quite a few. But we're not going to go into that. No. But you. Everything Must Change <laughs> is... It's definitely a classic. It's definitely so, a classic. Yeah. So I'm going to play it real quick. And then y'all can give me y'all feedback. There are 
the Donny Hathaway version, huh? I do. I, I, I appreciate this version. 
I really appreciate it. And, and, and honest to goodness, if you didn't tell me that this was on Quincy, that this was Quincy Jones. It's the I original. Would, the original. I didn't know that. So thank you for the history lesson. Musical That's the history original. Lesson. That's the but original. I still, this would have to, I'd have to play this a couple times. I appreciate it. And I remember the, the, the chorus part with the women. I've heard this before. But breakdown. Yeah, that part. The arrangement. Danny Donnie Hathaway to me will always have this song. Cause I feel like every time I hear that but song, I, I would singing put, the song I wanna cry. I would put Donnie's version. But we on the lyrics. Right, but I would put <laughs> I would for, I wouldn't put this back <clears throat> But after hearing Nina Simone's uh-huh. I listened to this song like for this exercise, I listened to all the different. I listened to four different versions. Uh-huh. Nina Simone's is better than Donnie's. Okay, we'll have to fight about that after the podcast. And <laughs> and Olita's is better than Donnie's. And I love Donnie, and I love Donnie's version. And you're absolutely correct. Yeah, because it's so heartbreaking. So it's it's so it's so beautifully sung, but so beautifully sad. Yeah. But the original version of this song. If, if we were to let the song continue to play mm-hmm. during our dialogue, the arrangement by Q, by mm-hmm. Q towards the end because he changes tempo. Mm-hmm. And I've always been amazed by the arrangement. So like mm-hmm. Ray Charles arrangements, mm-hmm. uh, James Brown arrangements, Quincy arrangements, all Isaac Hayes, mm-hmm. the way they, com- they put things together mm-hmm. and make the song have like different... Nooks and crannies. So you're an arrangement good to me. person, and I'm a lyrics person. I'm both, so, but I, I love the arrangement on that. It, that yeah, song. It is and I love the vocal performance. Yeah, the, <clears throat> the vocal was okay. The arrangement, yes. But the lyrics, let's get back to the lyrics. The lyrics are incredible. Oh, everything I mean, must it change. Is, it, yeah, but it's like taking something so simple like, yeah, changes all around us, but to, to dive into it. You know, the young become the old. Yeah. It starts to feel, yeah. make you think of mortality, right? right. <laughs> and and it, it is kind of like, uh, when you read the lyrics, if it was a poem, almost, right. it's, it's almost sad. That's why I picked... Melancholy. It's very sad. Yeah. Go ahead. What do is you it sad, though? It is I, sad I, I because it's, it's sad. reality. Yeah. Is reality sad it's though? Re- some, for some something people, like that yeah. is, yeah. Like yeah. this was a song played all the time in my house as growing up. And to I learned to appreciate it as an adult now, but mm-hmm. as a child I hated it. Really? Because it made me realize that if I'm happy right now the way things are, it's gonna change. I searched for this it's version not, because of my childhood. And this song I didn't feel made sad though. Realize that Mm-hmm. It's gonna change. But that's the thing, music. You're going to get old. Differently. You know, it's right. yeah. And, so and for it, you, it was a sad. For song. me, it was sad because it made me know that mm-hmm. one day you're gonna be old. And the la- <laughs> the last three words of the song, or the last the last part of the song, and music makes me cry. So there mm-hmm. you go. It's a sad song. I mean, I I, I, I mean, I like it. it now. Oh, I, I've always loved you know, it. But, but it is a, it's a melancholy. As a child, it was like wow. Sad. Deep I, song. Deep? I didn't get. I, I got deep. 
It's taking mm-hmm. the obvious. Yes, everything change, must change, but mm-hmm. it, it makes you confront. It's almost like confronting reality. Yeah. And when you hear, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, I have to go back to this, but when you hear Donnie Hathaway sing it, no yeah. shade on Quincy, yeah. but when you see it, you think about like all the things, mm-hmm. it's just like something, like almost like, he got a couple of songs like that, though. Yeah. Donnie got a lot of songs like that. But it was just like all the sadness and stuff. It's, okay. I wouldn't be sitting yeah. there snapping my fingers to it like, yeah, mm-hmm. everything must change. It's not that type of song. No. Okay. Speaking right. of sad songs. Next song. And sad songstress. Yep. Tom uh, Marie, you up. Yeah. So my college years... This chick came out, and when she came out, I guess it was that was it was my Anita Baker, by the way. Um, we was rocking both sides. Whatever. It, it was. was okay, but it was this was my Anita Baker. This was when um, you broke up with your boyfriend. This chick has been through so much heartbreak that when she and by the way, she wrote almost every song that she recorded, and it's Miss Sade. Mm. And the song that I'm about to read is You're Not the Man. You're not the man who gave me everything I ever wanted. You're not the man who steps inside my life and haunt it every, every day. You're not the man who said he'd never leave, couldn't breathe, and could not sleep without me. This was someone who you left behind a long time ago. And then this is the main verse. You're not the man who would bleed for me, but never shed a tear. You're not the the one said he'd always be near. You're not the man who threw me a lifeline, and you're not the man I'm so proud to call mine. Now that's some shit. Yeah. That's some shit. So you trying to say I gotta go back because it sounds like you throwing shade on my girl Anita. We listen to both. We listen to both. We listen to both, Dawn. We listen to both. I get that, but no. In fact, in fact, when I think about breakups, heartbreak, on you know the the love that wasn't there, or I felt something for somebody and they didn't feel it back. When I think of that, I think of Sade. There's even a joke. Like, ma'am, go home, listen to some Sade. <laughs> I'm depressed, right? Because that's... I, I guess I'm weird like that, but where me and your history go, because we did a whole lot of riding up and up and down 95, coming down here and going home and all that. Mm-hmm. We listened to a lot of Sade on the road, so she was True like that. the road dog. True that. So you could be in your thoughts while your, your co-pilot's sleeping. Because somebody up to my left really okay. didn't like driving. Just don't break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend and listen to Sade. Correct. Let's put it that way. Correct. Play Correct. the song, man. Correct. <laughs> Play the song.
Way to end that section, Dawn. I think it was a great song. Yeah. Great artist. I still haven't seen her live. That's somebody I need to see live. You gotta see her. You saw her live? Yes. Have not been able to go see her live. Do want to see her live. Mm. But she's done record. I mean, she's done performing, right? She's probably coming back from what I hear. Really? You know, after she got in that little trouble, you know, she kind of faded away away for a minute. I hear she's coming back. What do you think about the song? I love all her songs. Mm-hmm. All her songs mean so much. It's like whatever you're going through, exactly. you can just pick that song up and put it on. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. And I think I was married at the time when this came out, so I felt this song. Yeah. Because he wasn't the man mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all. Was he like sugar on the floor? Uh, <laughs> I, I can pick a Pepper better. on the floor. Can, she got a medley for his butt. I can pick a whole lot of songs for his ass. <laughs> I can put. I'll put a medley together for okay. you. Okay, please for him. do that. I'd yes. be interested in hearing that. Oh, girl, yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, we got yeah. our final section. Uh oh. Yes. Of the evening. Don't don't don't. I think don't we're doing a great me. job, ladies. Again, thank y'all for inviting me in. I really do appreciate that. Um, I'm going first on this section. We got the Do You Remember? Oh, it's Do You Remember? Yeah, it is. Don't make me over my bed. So, I want to set my song up because the time is important. So, we're talking 1975. Mm-hmm. Uh, living in the Berry. For those from Boston, is Roxbury. Not from Boston, is Roxbury. Uh, it's me and my father, bachelor pad. Um, my my soon-to-be blended family was around, so my brother Dwayne, my brother Earl were around, but it was really me and my pops. Um, I had I had come back from Africa the first time, was settling in a little bit, and was just me and pops doing the father-son thing day in and day out but one of our pastimes my whole life was Friday or Saturday nights he come home with the from Nubian Oceans with the sliver that little manila brown paper bag with the the album it was an album it was the spe, the specialty album bag that mm-hmm. they put all the albums in so he come home with like Four or five albums, some incense. And some incense. Of course, he went. Of course, he went to the shoebox so he could he can roll one. Um, and uh, so we 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 would sit down and listen to these records. And when this record came out, I'm a little dude, so I'm. I mean, I'm guessing 78. 70, whatever I said, 76, I'm, I'm right around eight years old. Mm-hmm. So I think my, I had come back, my sister was born. So I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of between two homes, my mother's house, my father's house, but I'm living with my father. And um, <clears throat> this particular song uh, is by the Ohio Players. Mm. Sweet sticky thing, oh, yeah. and that album cover. As a little dude, I'm looking at the album cover like, whoa, like, hey, like, hey, this is every this is old, art. Every this Ohio is, this player's is, album was like this is a, porn. This is a, but it was it was beautiful, like, absolutely. And then you open it up, and it and it was just it was a it was amazing. And then the music mm-hmm. was every bit as amazing. Okay. 
And so I liked, I, I, you know, it just brought to my mind, I guess, as a young dude, a young dude, like the female physique, uh-huh. the, 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 the challenges of understanding grown folk. Right. Because, you know, at eight, you're trying to understand mm-hmm. grown folk. Um, and my father was pretty, pretty transparent. So we talked about that thing, reality. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the song I chose, you know, you face reality. We just dealt with reality. He didn't care. So, you know, Richard Pryor, whatever you want to listen to at my house when you came through, mm-hmm. we listened to. Right. Cusses and all. But, you know, that was taboo back then. Right. But um, that song... That time means a lot because it brought me back. It brought me back to that time when it was just me and him, and I and I do miss That's cool. those times, you know. So I'm gonna play that. I'm gonna play that. Sweet, 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 
So it was a it was a great it is a great song, great band. And the horn section, the drums, bass, all that stuff. I don't know if I had a contact, so I was listening to it a little different back then, but uh definitely definitely gave me an appreciation for music. That was that was one of those songs that gave me an appreciation for music. Um yeah. I I love Ohio players. Mm-hmm. It they they have the albums that you can literally listen to from front to back, and there's not too many artists like that. I mean, if you are a musician, you'll appreciate all the little nuances of the band. Um, the the lyrics I can't say that they were like the best lyricist. However, uh. Again, that was a period of time where you had all these bands. 
that you could tell that yeah, they all got together and created the music mm-hmm. together. You had musicians. Right. You know, and you had everything from, like, what do you call them? The rain things, the doom. The chime things. Oh, you had percussionists. Yeah, well, yeah. But you had and the, congas, uh, what's the, had, the, the What was the uh, uh, thing that the Earth Wind and Fire, uh, Maurice, forget what they call it. The name of that instrument is a whole bunch of different stuff. You had you think about like back then um, the uh, xylophone, yeah, all that stuff. You had like instruments. There was no like press a button. Let me add no. drums. <laughs> Let me add horns. No. no, they played it. No. They played it. Everything. And recording. And I don't know if you you guys on on YouTube at all, but uh, DJ Premier breaks down songs that he's. He's done, mm-hmm. and he talks about getting real to you know forty pound reel to reels, and having to cut and splice right. to do what he needs to do. And there was a science when you went into the studio on top of how the music. So it was arranged like that right. song was arranged. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't get into the nitty gritty of, of of all of that on this this exercise, but. Um, they had horn sections, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They had string sections. Mm-hmm. You had percussionists. You had your congas over here. You might have two, three conga players on one song. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Probably somebody in the back playing the triangle. Something. <laughs> Something. <laughs> right? I mean, Something. they just had everything. You don't play an instrument. I mean, they, you don't have that now. Right. You don't have that. Everything's done by a button. Yep. What do you think, Miss? I like I like everything the Ohio players did. Mm. Everything. Like you said again, each song went along with something else going mm-hmm. on in your teenage life. Absolutely. <laughs> so the sweet sticky thing, you know, that that was kinda amazing to me too, the album cover. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to look like that. I wanted to pose <laughs> like that, but I couldn't. <laughs> my mother would you looking me. at Honey Different? You see that You see that album cover? You looking you know, at Honey Different? Yeah. And you were questioning, yeah. what is the sweet, sticky thing? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. You know? Yeah, so I love that. There's a lot of cocaine yeah, and weed words. back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our past was doing it up. That's how that. <laughs> they was doing it up. Big time. Next song. What's the next I think song? Dawn, you're up. Dawn. Your song. Oh, uh, up. I am. Yep, you're up, Dawn. Although, yes, I am. Okay. Your uh, your oh, song. I, actually, I was supposed to go last, but. No. It don't matter. I switched it up. We. we okay. We, we, okay. I'm the MC. You're you're MC next week. Saying, you do it your way. Hold on, but I'm just saying if somebody's gonna sit there and be specific and set the order, right? Mm-hmm. You think that person would be on task? Just saying. But go ahead. Next song. It's My you, song. buddy. You okay. don't even remember your song. You talking crap. You don't even know what you sent me. I, I know what you sent me. I'm looking. I'm telling you, you up. It don't matter. You introduce ever. My song. Uh huh. Brainstorm. Uh huh. This must be heaven. All right. Talk to us. What happened? Set it up. Uh, amazing song. We uh, know that. Blue light. You didn't know that. Blue light basement song. Um. Again, a band. 1977. I'm gonna smack you. Roller skating. Okay. We outside. You outside yet? We outside. <laughs> this one. 75. I, I wasn't outside. One, I had. I was on a okay, watch. I had to come in. Outside story. It is not 
an outside song. This what is an mean? inside song. This what you mean? I'm asking, were you outside? Back then? Yeah, were you outside? You know what that means? Yeah, playing outside. I was playing outside. Right, but at but 77, how old was you? Set it up. I'm telling you, set up the story. You're supposed to be setting up the story, Dawn. The story is... Of the song. I am Why it moves you. Talk to us, Dawn. Can someone cut his mic? <laughs> <laughs> the re this song, the reason why this song and many songs of that period um, resonate with me is I was on Cape Cod, just moved there from Cambridge, not a lot of friends, not a lot of people. My mother was stuck there. She went from being in Cambridge with a whole bunch, with all her friends, Diane, Marie, her buddies, and all the kids playing together too. Now I'm stuck on the Cape. So my mother, every weekend, would go to Skippy White's or Strawberries and pick up tons of records. My father was working in another state, so it was her way of spending a whole bunch of money on records. Yeah. <laughs> Blowing 200 and $200 was a lot of money back then. $200 every week mm. on records. Mm. And um, She was coming home with milk crates. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was coming home with a crap load of records. And she would just sit there and play from anything from Joni Mitchell to this. And this song reminds me because they didn't have a lot of hits and they were known as being a disco group but this song right here is everything when i think about it i just get excited and i as a matter of fact i brought i, I was sitting over bridget's house one day and i was like bridget you should sing this song with her friend terry who sounds just like barry white it's, he's literally barry white reincarnated but he has that deep voice and she has that female voice vocal she can match that female vocal exactly um but that's my long drawn out introduction to this must be heaven Paradise and say 
This is heaven, I know. I feel it so in my heart. Oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby.
So, great song. Mm-hmm. I do Muchas say. Gracias. This must be heaven. It was a lot of slow jams back in the day when we used to have the slow jam section of the house parties and the um. Well, if you was down in Cambridge when we used to go to the um rec center mm-hmm. and the parties down there, this used to get played. Yeah, I was on Cape Cod. You used to come to you used to come to Cambridge and this song was played. Uh, no. No. I was in my living room listening to the song. No, I'm talking about as we got older. As we got older. No, th- you know what? You know what? Because I think we were the last generation that had slow jams at our dances. Right. But this was my going to my Aunt James in D.C. music with my cousins. This is where I learned. I went to a house party. I learned how to slow dance for the first time. Okay. How old were you? Super awkward. How old were you? Like 13, 12, 13. So you and was I mean, outside. Like she was outside. No, not like slow dance like at my white high school dances <laughs> where you oh. had all the space and mm. you just, you know, listening to Free mm. Bird and stuff. This was mm. like, like, uh, like slow, what a uh, slow dragon. Mm-hmm. And That's what I was trying to say. I was like, whoo, honey. But that this this kind of music was playing. And you was down in the district. That was Marion Barry. That was Marion Barry, Chocolate City, DC, mm-hmm. back then. Mm. Yeah, I love that song too. It was it was one of the ones that was on the cassette player. Mm-hmm. He said cassette, cassette tape, cassette I mean, tape. You know, because you know you put all your little slow jams mm-hmm. on cassette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you play them especially when you think you're in love. You just play them over and over with your blue light, the green light, or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and the strobe light. I know strobe light. Right? So I, I forgot I like the about lyrics that. to that. Yeah. And I would love for you to sing that. That's one of the songs That's I one of the songs that I do sing. Yes. Just haven't found anybody to sing with. Terry? Yeah, I mean, you have somebody you know, to sing with. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to practice that. Mm. Mm. Okay. okay. So Miss B, you up. I'm a, Okay. You so up. I'm gonna set my song up. Um this was, mm, this is a little X-rated. Ooh. I kind of lost my, not kind of, but did. Yeah. It was a few songs <laughs> happened that night. <laughs> but this was one of, one of them, you know, that I lost my virginity to. Did you kind of or did you? I did. Okay, thank you. I Just did. It was, there. yeah, I said kind of because it was a few other songs that was playing too okay, that so this night. this might have been the foreplay. <laughs> um no no you know you you, you didn't have much of that <laughs> you right you know, first, <laughs> you know like first time no whole nother conversation no, right <laughs> right okay go ahead <laughs> you know so you know i you know you're instantly in love of course you know and the words to this song you know i truly felt about this dude mm. i'm at your mercy Jones girls. Ooh. Yeah, you you are you you gave me another one. That's why I love this exercise. Mm-hmm. You gave me another one cuz I wasn't familiar with it. Oh, this nope. song is deep. All right, so let's play it. Let's play. I even it. had dance steps to do. Uh, uh, I was in it. Oh. <laughs> yes, you were. I was in it. Right, so let's play. Let's play. Do 
right. Miss B, Miss B done taught Dawn something today. She sure done, did. Now you get to go down the rabbit hole. With the Jones girls? There you oh, go. And it was recorded in 1979. Thank yeah. you for that. Mm, who wrote it was Kenny Gamble and Leon. I told you, Philadelphia yeah. International. You you ain't a bust up with them yes. boys. Well, Gamble and Huff, the great, yes. some of the greatest musicians, mm-hmm. arrangers, producers ever. I've never yes. heard this song. But, jo- I mean, I, I like the Jones girls. Um, I mean, that Jones girls, emotions, the harmonies. Yes. You cannot beat that. That is a group in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never heard that song. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. So I have to add it to my playlist. There you go. There you go. Thank you, Miss B. Thank you, Miss B. Well, we are towards the end of episode one. Mm-hmm. It's been great looking at the time. We've been doing this almost exactly for an hour as far as audio recording, mm-hmm. um, our vocals, I should say. But um, it's been great. I think it's a great a great start. Mm-hmm. So we got to keep the momentum, ladies. Um, Dawn, I'm going to hand it over to you. Okay. You had uh, something you want to say. A, a, a mutual friend lost her, her mom. But this is about Diane. Um, I call her Diane because that's what she wants us to call her. She didn't want us to call her Mrs. Carter or nothing. She wasn't for no, that. She wasn't with that. And anybody no. who knew Diane, <laughs> she was a uh, she. She everybody got a story with her. Everybody, if she if she loved you, you knew her. Right? Yeah. She she was talk about transparent. She was painfully transparent sometimes. I'll tell you the stuff you ain't want to hear, but I'm going to hand it over to you. So, um, Diane was like my second mom growing up. Our mothers were tight, um, and the kids were, we were all separated, and she had two girls. Um, my mother had two girls, and we were all separated by a year. Right. And... Um, Michelle and Nikki were like my sister Janine and my other sisters. We do everything together. When Michelle got a kid, when Diane said, I'm so tired of doing this fucking hair. <laughs> Pardon my French. But if you know that Diane, you know that's her. That was her. Um, that her and my mother decided to go and get, go take us, Michelle and I, down town Boston to Paul of London. This is how traumatic it is. I remember the name of the beauty salon. And we had afros, cut our pigtails off, and we walked out with afros. We had matching outfits. Diane, y'all got pictures of this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got to see that. Um, Diane, it's be, yeah, Diane, hilarious. Diane was the type of person <clears throat> like like I said, she loved you. She loved you. If she cursed you out, she loved you. Mm-hmm. I mean, she called the space space square square. She she didn't mix mince any of her words um and i think that's why we loved her and she passed away last week yeah one of one yeah she's definitely a one of one yeah Uh, and from my musical journey from that perspective diane was a big tina marie fan and hit me to tina marie because i was always 
Diane was like gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous woman. And she reminded me of Tina Marie. She was that white woman with the black soul, you know, snapping her fingers and cursing you out. And she could cook too, though. Oh, yeah, she made me eat she chicken livers one time. And she cooked livers and onions and made me, told me it was chicken. She could cook. Yeah. Diane so, could burn it. Whoa. So I wanted to take this time out to play a song by Tina Marie for Miss Diane Marquetta Carter. Rest in peace. That's right. R.I.P. Diane. We love you.
question of my lifetime. Ask my point of view. 